Welcome, everybody. It's uh, episode two. Not three. Not three. <laughs> because uh, apparently I don't know how to count. It is episode two. Temperature checks. Everybody, pull your thermometers out of your butts and tell me what's going on. What kind of fever you got, Troy? <laughs> you got a fever or are you chilly? I'm, I'm kind of in the middle right now, man. I... New kid doesn't really know what. Yeah, ninety eight point six. New kid doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, met some old biddies over here, some cougars. They're gonna crochet you a sweater <laughs> in, the, in the next two episodes. I bet you. <laughs> Make me a nice bowl of soup. <laughs> I did choose personal motivation. Uh, yeah, so you know, Cam is along for the ride right now. He's excited to get into it. Cool. Uh, jet ski, what do you got? Uh, crocheting, learning how to crochet. No. Oh. N- not Ness's thing. She crochet with guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Um, I think Ness was pretty on the edge of if she was going to go or not go or what she was going to do. And then hearing Marcus's voice come across that satellite phone, I think probably solidified things for her. Um, it, it feels like it's a tease and I'm just being pulled back in and that it's not going to go anywhere. Ness with... knows all about teasing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not going to, like, she's not going to find Marcus. I, I don't think that, I mean, I don't know what you have in store, but I just have a feeling that it's not going to pan out. But it's I don't just... know what I have in store. We'll find out. Yeah. I think that just I'll find out what in. I have in store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be surprised to me. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah. I... <laughs> All right, uh, Jasper, what are you, uh, how are you feeling? You got a fever? I'm just ready to be catatonic. What does that just, have to do with heat? Just scared oh. and rendered useless by the shit you are going to pull on us in this game. They're going to say like Veronica's going to start blazing up. She's going to be <laughs> high all the time, the whole time. I mean, that's a possibility too. She met Snoop in that in those twenty years. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a uh, part of Snoop's. Uh, Dogs, uh, Aussie, yeah, a groupie, yeah, you're a groupie for, yeah, like, yeah, that's something that I wish I, I hope comes out more is what happened in the intervening 20 years. Uh, the, the amount of time that happened between last scenario and this scenario is older than the new recruit by one year, so a lot of stuff can happen. You had an entire like lifetime basically of stuff that happened, so if anything comes out, like, oh, yeah, when I was in my hometown, I uh, whatever, you know, talk about it, you know. If you're like, this reminds me of that one time when I shot a pharmacist in the face or whatever. <laughs> whatever whatever Ness is into, I don't know. Um, Jeez, I just see Ness, like, sitting alone in the the local watering hole, uh, you know, just ordering, like, one shot of whiskey and just sitting by herself in the corner. Yeah, Christmas Day. Yeah, She's, country uh, music is playing in the background. Just one is her and then the bartender, and the bartender knows her very well, and he's, he's just like, Merry Christmas, Ness. <laughs> She's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> We're writing your backstory for yeah, you. I, we got I, this. I see that. I see that. Uh, what does your mom think about this? The Ness's mom. Do you... Ness's mom doesn't know too much. Um, Ness suffered from nightmares and not being able to sleep. When she did sleep, she had nightmares, night terrors. So her mom. Not knowing the full extent, but knowing that she went through something traumatic, she was a a big proponent of her going to therapy and getting some help 
um, trying to to even her out. So um, she didn't open up about obviously the supernatural things that happened, but her mom knows that something was wrong, that something happened that was bad. And I think also the lack of um, Barry's lack of presence in her life may have also like her mom knows that something happened to him because he just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I think since he's gone, you'd probably have to remove him from your sheet, huh? Well, I was going to leave that up to you if he came back or if he's just gone forever. So I left him on there, but oh, if I he's... think at the moment he would be gone that okay. way, just mechanically speaking, we, we should remove him because okay. you don't want to be like, well, anyway, I'm going to draw from my bond who doesn't exist for 20 years. <laughs> uh, but so but keep, him, keep him in him? your mind. Would I replace him since I get two bonds? Uh, well, you got two bonds and then you, you lost a bond, right? Mm-hmm. And so I get one of the home pursuits was to go out and, or part of the, one of the home pursuits was to gain a bond too. Mm-hmm. So no. Okay. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> no. fine. I just but, want- but you can also work on it. Like, think about that. You could work on getting a bond and also she could be your bond. Like, yeah. you know, if, if you're, you know, if enough time passes, you can gain a bond through mm-hmm. gameplay. That I think can happen. It's a very nest thing though. She doesn't have a lot of people in her close circle. Never right. has. So yeah, the yeah. fact that they're dropping like flies is, how many bonds do you have? Just your mom? Just yeah. my mom. Okay. Just Drop one. them like Thomas Manuel. Yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna push some some of your sanity loss onto your mom, and then call her later and be like, "Mom, you fucking bitch." <laughs> um. Well, all right. Well, I think that's Jerry, good for Jerry. Yeah. Oh my god. Mom, we're on Jerry Springer next week. Don't forget. <laughs> Bought you a plane ticket. Um. I think that's it for temperature checks. Uh, why don't we talk about? Uh, I'll kick it over to you, Jesper, to talk about your thing. Sure. So we are all over social media. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Doom Vision Podcast, uh, Twitter at Doom Vision Pod, Instagram at Doom Vision Podcast, TikTok. We're about to get real hot on that at Doom Vision Podcast. We do have a Discord. If you want to come hang out and talk to us, see the handouts, just talk to a lot of cool people. We're there. We're going to be up and going on YouTube soon. Um, we do have a Patreon if you want to subscribe to that and contribute to our chaos here. That's much appreciated, and we thank you very much if you even consider that. We do have some merch coming soon. Uh, that'll be part of the Patreon also, I believe. And I believe that's it. Yeah, all those links will be in the description, too. So whether you're watching this on spotify or youtube or listening in apple all those links would be in the description so it'll make it nice and easy to uh to follow us yes please subscribe like comment do those things that they always pitch to you we we really appreciate the support also reviews on spotify apple podcasts that would be wonderful it helps our exposure to new audiences and helps us climb those charts but only positive ones you have negative stuff, send that to Twitter so Kevin can talk about it in the debrief. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll read them as uh, Candace. And if you have anything negative, go ahead and send it our way. Kevin will gladly dress as Candace and read that hate mail live. I think we'll get a couple We'll get a couple of good ones like gathered up, and then we'll do all of them all at once. Yeah, so, we, got, we got a couple already. Yeah, so mm-hmm. once, we, once we get a couple of them, we'll, we'll turn it. We'll have a big debrief segment where, oh, and I got to buy a wig and a... Thing and, I got makeup. We're going to get him some nails. He's going to look real pretty. And if you want some relationship advice, we also have his other persona, Mac, who's 
more than willing to hear himself talk about things that he thinks he knows about. I also have to buy another wig. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to go to the wig store. You have to buy a wig. Wink, wink. Yeah, I'll just spray paint my hair white one day <laughs> for Max hair. We should call this this piece the 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 Doom Vision pre-brief. <laughs> supposed to be the pre-brief. Then we have the episode. Then we have the debrief. I think they just call that a brief at oh, the beginning. Right. Don't you nod at me, Brandon? And then you debrief <laughs> at the end. I like pre-brief. <laughs> it's not, it sounds like underwear you wear before you. <laughs> it's before you put your underwear before on. Before you go to Taco Bell, you, yeah. put, you put on your pre-briefs. Before you soil those. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, we're going to Taco Bell. I really need to pre-brief here. Oh man, I debrief those <laughs> real bad. Jesus. Well, if that's it, guys, is that it? I think, I think that's, that's it. it. Let's, let's get into it, huh? Delta Green, the role-playing game, is a horror-themed tabletop RPG that uses dice and collective storytelling to help shape the narrative of the game. The handler presents story elements and situations to the agents who have free agency to make choices that govern their characters' lives. In the context of this game, Delta Green is a covert agency embedded in the upper echelons of government to stop supernatural threats and to prevent those threats from ever being revealed to the world. We at Doom Vision are playing Impossible Landscapes, a campaign of scenarios set in the world of Delta Green. Impossible Landscapes was written by Dennis Detweiler and published by Arc Dream Publishing. For more information, please visit delta-green.com or arcdream.com. All information will be listed in this episode's description. Previously on Doom Vision. So, on August 28th, 2015... Your agents each receive a FedEx package. This is what you see. Somebody open it. Please join us to celebrate the 51st birthday to our friend Richard. Is that a Z? Yeah. Zylong? Is that right? Zaloni. She's not used to getting packages. She doesn't have friends. She doesn't have family outside of her mother. So having an envelope like that show up would have tipped her off. Probably like, this isn't normal. This isn't right. What is this? The night before you get this FedEx package, down in the laund- down in the basement, doing some laundry or something, and then the walkie-talkie comes to life. That's when you swear you hear Marcus's voice. Once. Once every, everyone split ways, she went back to uh, Claudia's apartment, packed it all up, paid whatever was due left on it, closed out the lease, and took all the stuff back home to her apartment. And she set up a bedroom. There was something inside of her that just couldn't let go. You know, after some time of Marcus being gone, that his family would have declared him dead and would have had, you know, a burial. And um, Vanessa and Veronica both showed up for his funeral and every year met on the day that he disappeared. So do you guys make your way? Like, you guys fly in at some point, drive in, whatever, wherever you guys are from, make your way into... uh the Gateway Bridges restaurant at some point. Uh, do you, I mean, 
I mean, how, how do you guys arrive? Do you guys just roll in, kick down the door, run in? You see uh, an African-American man sitting by himself in the party room by himself. Yeah, um, I'm looking for uh, Richard Zaloni. Oh, yes, yeah, right this way. We, we, we have a uh, uh, party room set up for you. Uh, and, uh, you know, welcome to the Gateway Bridges restaurant. So they take you, uh, and you see an African-American man sitting. Um, <clears throat> he stands up, and uh, he says, he, <laughs> he stands up, he sees you, he says, you must be Cameron. Veronica. Looks like our handler is in there with some kid. Are we really going to do this again? The operation is called India Moon. What we're needing you to do is to locate former operatives of the program. Now, here's what we know. We know that each agent came in contact with Book of Unnatural Properties. In fact, uh, you already have a meeting with a Dr. Richard F. Dallin. And all of a sudden like erupting from the the phone itself you hear and you too recognize the voice right away that of Marcus Landry saying what do you mean your agent Marcus Welcome to Doom Vision Podcast. My name's Kevin. Over Hi, here Kevin. across from the table from me, the beautifulest eyes you've ever laid eyes on, Mr. Troy Green. So that's who Billie Eilish wrote Ocean Eyes about. Got it. Yeah. Billie Eilish. Famous old man country singer. <laughs> jet ski. You ever going to buy a jet ski? No, probably not. Oh, okay. No. Well, we're going to have to change your name then. Yep. <laughs> Call you Guns McGee or whatever. <laughs> every time I look at Ness, every time I think of Ness, I just always think about how she's just like this Western, like, flipping gun lady, like a like a uh, Calamity Jane. She has a bunch of, like, attachments for the end of her gun, so she's, like, brushing her teeth with her gun in the <laughs> yeah, morning. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Blow-drying her hair with a gun. Yeah, she's the kind that's, like, 
All right, put all your weapons in the basket. And she's like, hang on. <laughs> Multi-purpose. Pulling all these guns out. Of her. And the other one. And she pulls, like, the little tiny one out. <laughs> um, and then uh, Jesper. Uh, uh, Jess Peterson. Uh, just kind of introduce you. Introduce all of you guys. Uh, I like how only one of us was introduced as the most beautiful whatever, whatever, though. And I'm your wife. Oh, yeah. By the way, she's beautiful, too. <laughs> Like, on the n- inside. N- number two ranking is what he meant there by two. <laughs> I still hold number one. I already know. Don't add insult to injury. <laughs> well, shall we get started? It's guy love between two guys. Guy love. Have you ever heard that song? I did, yeah. This, yeah. Keeping you two on track today is going to be a chore. Squirrel. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have to save the guy love talk for dad bod pod. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that and dick in a box and Ooh, yeah. My dick in a box. Okay. Mother um, lover. Mother lover. <laughs> mother lover. <laughs> let's all love each other's mothers. Um All right, let's get started. Uh I think we have a hard time getting into it because then we gotta get into the heavy stuff. I know. We're gonna talk about how Marcus's voice came out on this uh old satellite phone. Every time I look at that satellite phone, I always think of Night at the Roxbury. Remember that one? He's just like, Mom, how old are these things? Oh, he's just sending me a bunch of pound signs. Anyway, that's the first time I ever saw one of those. Um, yeah. You got to hit the window. <laughs> oh, hit on the window again. Um, so, so we ended with Marcus coming out of the satellite phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Cameron's going to pick it up and be like, Hello? We were kind of off to the side. We're obviously going to be like record scratch. Yeah, as soon as I hear that voice, my head's going to snap and I'm going to start yep. heading yeah, towards as, it to grab it. As, as soon as you, you hear it, right? Or you're, you're going to grab it real quick? Well, if he picks it up, I'm probably going to take it out of his hand. Okay, yeah. So she takes bite, it, she takes it out of your hand. Bite. You hold it to your ear, right? Mm-hmm. And then you hear... Ugh! A crash, and then all of a sudden it's just like lying dead. It's when you ripped the shit off the wall. Maybe you hear like a fuck. And then I'm just gonna try anyways. Marcus? Marcus? You don't hear anything. Can't believe this is happening all over again. Don't you wish you didn't rip that thing off the wall a hundred episodes ago? <laughs> <clears throat> what do you mean happening again? All right, kid. If we're going to do this, we have to establish some rules because we've played this game before and we don't want you to make our mistakes all over again. Okay? Uh, Kid? Okay. I'm old enough to be your mother. Let's not play here. <laughs> I've oh. never met her. I'm kidding. <laughs> Internal panic. <laughs> <laughs> but you've no idea what what we're messing with. It's unlike anything you will ever see in your life. <clears throat> well, I, I guess... Uh... Since we're going to be working together, we probably should introduce ourselves. I'm Cameron. There's no time for icebreakers, okay? Ness, Veronica, we 
We gotta try to find a way to get that line back on. Why don't you just dial 616? Suppose we could try. That's to reach the handler. That's not gonna reach Marcus. Well, if this is a secured line, it only goes to one place. <laughs> so whatever you were talking to or whoever you were talking to should go right back to him. It won't. I'm gonna I'm still holding it and I'm gonna put it down and I'm just gonna it it won't. And that's not how things always work. Things don't always work the way that they're supposed to. Kevin, do I have enough awareness of archaic technology, I'll call it, to a, a, a satellite phone. Well, <laughs> like compared to your iPhone, it's archaic, right? So um, would I have enough to like get inside of this and potentially trace the signals? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you have technical knowledge. So yeah, you, you would be able to, um, however you want to do it. All right, so can I have that? If, if you give it to me for just a few seconds, or a few minutes. All right. All right. So I want to take it, open it up, and see if I can tell if it's actually a secured line that only goes to one place. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Why don't you uh, pull up your character sheet real quick? This isn't gonna work. No, he won't. He'll never be able to understand. So, I just want to look at one of your skills here real quick to make sure. Oh, I'm have my stuff. Um, so there's an old uh, serial port with a computer science role. Um, I can tell you some stuff. So make a, make a computer science. Hey, that's a high skill for you. <laughs> yeah. You want to blow on these for me? That's a fail. That's a fail. Okay. Um, Remember to check your boxes when you fail. And so, yeah, I mean, this this is going on. Like, this will take you an hour to figure that out. Like, so if you... I don't think I have this lab. port in my bag. I would have yeah. to go... Uh, we'd have to find an IT shop. But yeah. if we found an IT shop, I could get the right port for this. And I can tell you anything that's come across this phone in forever. 20 years? Possibly. Did you say you wanted to open it? Or just connect. I thought. I thought you said you wanted to like open the thing. Well, yeah, like open the phone, see how I could connect to see if I can like crack it open. Like, sure. Okay. So, in that case, so you're gonna you're gonna break it open. So, like, I don't know if you guys are staying here or what. If you guys are getting a hotel, because um, all these things are gonna take time. I wouldn't think that you would stay at a restaurant to do all these things. Did you say the meeting was at seven at night? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think about getting a hotel and starting in the morning? I don't feel like driving out to this psychiatric facility at 8 o'clock at night. It's just going to be the night shift 
working. The director's not going to be there. There's no point in going out tonight. So why don't we get a hotel and we'll go in the morning. And if you want to tinker with that thing, go right ahead. But I don't think you're going to find much. Um, I want to tinker with it, but we also need to look at those cameras and it's going to take some time to go through all that footage. So the quicker that we have access to it, the better. Well, and like, you know, you wouldn't be able to get into the Dorchester house at night anyway. You'd have to, um, they'd probably let you in in the morning. Yeah, it's just going to be night shift orderly. Yeah, the director's not going to be there who we are supposed to call and meet up with. I'm, it'll be a waste of time to go out there tonight. Okay. I know you seem eager to get started, but trust me, you're going to want a good night's sleep before you jump into this. Now, about these, let's call them precautions. If you feel like you can't account for your time, like you're being followed, like you don't know where you are, you need to let us know. I know this sounds very strange. Are you, are you sure that you're up for this? Honestly, I wasn't till I heard that voice. What, the voice? The voice on the phone? Yeah. What's special about that voice? He's our old partner. That's all you need to know right now. Old? Hmm. Okay. Another thing, you run into any strange books, particular, particularly one that is red. With symbols. You give it to me. You don't open it. You don't read it. You hand it over. Okay. This sounds, I, like I said, it sounds weird, but it's, in a way, we're looking out for you more than we are ourselves right now. How many of these missions have you guys done? Like 20, 30 missions? You... Just the one. And the one was enough. What was that like recently? We were a bit younger then. Very cryptic in your talk. The less you know, the better, trust me. The more you get wrapped up in the details, the worse off you are. Do you guys want to get uh, hotel, separate rooms, same room, joining room? I want my own room. Yeah, we'll bunk. Okay. Like old times. Sleepover. You get a a hotel, um, the Boxer Hotel, the name. Kind of a landmark in the west end of Boston. And um, so you're you're gonna be in your own room, you guys are bunking up together. Okay. Before we go in your room number oh. is six fifteen. Fine. Yeah, and yours is six one six. I want to take a minute to just kind of stand outside and look around, look at the building type, look for anything that's notable, read about, like, is there, like, a historical plaque outside? Um, 
Um, if it's like a landmark. Yeah, it's it's like a like a old hotel. It's like uh, okay. built in the early 1900s. Um, I guess so. You know, it would just say something on the outside saying it was built in 1904. And anything about yeah. like, if so, if I Google this hotel, can I see who designed it and built it? Um, I like, actually don't know if like it's a real an, hotel. That's a like good question. Asa Dirabandi. <laughs> uh, I. I'm up to your shenanigans, if you Kevin. Do some googling. Let me know. I don't know. Um, does it look like hotel. because I saw all of those old pictures on the night floors? Does it remind me of anything that I saw in those pictures of the men standing outside Hotel Bredalbin? Oh no, architecture no. wise, different. It's different. Yeah, um, it's a real hotel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, it's a real hotel. Nice. Okay, I figured it was because it's the way that they describe it in the book is yeah. Um, it's so real. So, yeah, room has two double beds, a fold-out couch, flat-screen TV, um, charging station, clock radio, bedside lamps, overhead light, all the stuff that you would expect in a regular old hotel. It's quite beautiful. It's a beautiful hotel. Hmm. Um, Okay, so... You're going to crack open the satellite phone, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, they're going to let me take it to my room, that is. Wait, does this place have a business center? (laughs) Do they have uh, AOL CDs (laughs) to hand out if you need to use it? Before we separate for the night, should we agree, like, don't leave your room? (laughs) Stay put, please. Seven o'clock. Don't make me put an air tracker on you. (laughs) I think air trackers were a thing in 2015. Yeah, you guys hear through the bathroom vent like, "Do I invoke the board last one?" <laughs> oh my not god! Again. <laughs> um, let's get up at seven, have breakfast, get on the road to Dorchester. Okay. So you're uh, you crack open this injection molded plastic, and uh, like kind of pop it open this and see like some dirt kind of start to spill out of it and when you finally open it see earth rocks dried fragments of plants spilling out packed so tightly within this phone <laughs> now your sanity gets to get fucked <laughs> And when you dump all this stuff out, there's no electronics inside the phone. It is an empty shell full of organic material. Earth, dirt, plants. I need you to make a sanity. Actually, if you guys could also make sanities for the hearing the voice on the line, that'd be great. Man, that's a fail. Okay. These dice better not fail me. Oh, I'm sticking Woo! kind of lost before you even told me how much to take. I got a critical success. I passed. All right, so you guys take zero. <gasps> take four. Wait, not just a critical success. I got an 11. 
like the lowest critical success you can get. So in the center of the dirt is a small green glass vial containing a healthy looking green leaf. And if you look closer, you see a very small, tiny golden bug inside of this glass vial on the leaf. Like this. You can see it's feeding off of the leaf. If I snap the radio back together and like pick up the receiver, is there a dial tone? So you're you're, you're pushing all the stuff back in. I'm not going to push it back in. Huh. Like whatever spilled out, spilled out. But if I like close the phone plastic back together, is there still a? Yeah. So it's an operating phone, just with nothing on the inside. No electronics. It's blowing your mind because. You know, with your background, you're like, how is this getting power? How is it making a connection? Where's the where's the, the board? Where's the, you know, you were expecting a receiver. You were expecting all the things you would find if you cracked components, open the phone. Yeah, yeah components. Uh, things to receive the, the button pressing, even. Um, so, Okay. Well, I think I'll put that to the side right now. I, I will leave the vial with the bug and um, the leaf out, though. I'm not going to, like, put that back in the phone. I'm going to keep that out. Okay. And then I want to hop on my laptop and start looking into uh, what I can find about the two people that I'm working with. Like, on the dark web, on everywhere. Um, oh, there's, there's one thing. Uh, there is a brand on the phone. Okay, what's that brand? Uh, Seer, S-E-E-R-E, Seer, Inc. I-N-C. Uh, yeah, Seer Incorporated, Seer Inc. Okay. Um, that doesn't seem familiar to me, but is that a popular brand of satellite phones? Um, I'll do a little research. Yeah, I'll probably Google, Google that one. too. Yeah. Um, Googling Seer brings up something that maybe Marcus would know about a little bit about. Cooters? Old looking website pops up. Demon Web 101. And I'm half tempted to have you go there on your laptop real quick. Should I Google Seer or Demon Web? Just go to Demon Web 101. Um, we're talking about Google in the game, not Google out of the game. There's a difference. DemonWeb101.com? Yeah. Should be. Should see the old website. Okay. Classic. Yep. Um, just uh, look for... This is what you would get, so it would show you that you'd get the link to Seer. Oh, yeah. I see it. You want to read the snippet? Yeah. Um... Seer is a prince of hell with 26 legions of demons under his command. He may sojourn, is that sojourn? Sojourn. Sojourn any place on earth in a matter of moments to accomplish the will of the conjurer. Bring abundance and locate treasures both stolen and burgled. 
He is not a demon of eel, evil or eel, depends on how you want to look at it, but good nature. Being mostly indifferent to evilness, he is depicted as a man riding a winged horse and is said to be beautiful. And the, the brand, it actually, the logo is a Pegasus. Okay. Is that logo on the phone, that Seer logo? That's on, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be kind of like taking notes on all of this stuff that I see. And again, I want to go back and Google Veronica and Ness, check the dark web, kind of see what their history is, kind of use some of those same resources to how I got information about Delta Green in the first place mm-hmm. and see what I can find on them. On on your, on your okay. Yeah. So you're able to, well, I mean, we can, you can make a roll for it. Okay. Like a, um, get your... Good role for that. I want to say computer science again. Um, oh yeah, good, good. I see you checked computer science for your failure. So yeah, let's remember to do that. Um, yeah, I'd say make another computer science. Can you blow on these this time? Hot put. <laughs> uh, that's a pass with a thirty-nine. You have like a dice cam. Yeah, that'd be yeah, fun. Exactly. Um, okay, so you're able to um, pull up like uh, I would say their names and a bit about their background. So like you know, yes, you'd see like her military background. Um, you'd see her, uh, you know, I'm a veterinarian. veterinarian. Yeah, you'd see her with like some dogs or whatever. Um, if you're using like the channels to access some Delta Green style information, you know you would probably see that, you know they were on this mission back in ninety five. You know maybe uh, would there be like a a brief about? The I think mission? it would be very very like sparse. It would just redacted be like, a lot. Redacted yeah. a name with like a date. And uh, a picture of us in front of a burning McAllister building. Yeah, it would be very hard for you to find. I think it would take you hours to get to this far where, you know, but you'd be able to like, you know, get the name and the date and but not a whole lot about what happened because that wouldn't even be anywhere. You know, they wouldn't have documented it, you know. Okay. You see you see the name Handler Marcus. Okay. Marcus Landry, probably. Yeah, maybe some Marcus Landry. You'd see not Handler Marcus, but you'd see like another Marcus. Who was, okay. who was their handler, maybe signing off or something like that. Um, but yeah. Anything about like location, where they were? Yeah, I, you know, I think New York, but you know, they wouldn't be like, it's the Hotel. McAllister building. Yeah. You probably wouldn't know that. Okay. Um, really heavily redacted on the names, the events, but you know, where it happened and their name and the date and stuff like that's the kind of stuff you're able to glean. So no, no details, but. Okay. So I, I would probably spend my whole night Maybe not, you know, until like six in the morning, but maybe to like two, mm-hmm. doing a deep dive on uh, Vanessa and Veronica and, you know, following whatever rabbit hole would open up, mm-hmm. uh, just gathering as much information. I, uh, I actually have a uh, little bit more on Seer that you were you okay. would be able to find. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That. And, and that as well. Yeah. Um, um, 
So I look through like 40 or so pages of search results. I just picture you going to like the far G of Google. You know how that's all. You know? and, <laughs> the um, place nobody goes. Yeah, the place yeah. that, yeah, it's deep, deep. Um, but you find uh, Seer Inc. in a, an entry from a PDF of a book called Mental Illness in the Workplace and Beyond by Devin Greenbrier. Published by Grolier International in 1986. Devin Greenbrier? Yep. And then published by Grolier International in 1986. You want to spell that for me? Yeah. Uh, G-R-O-L-I-E-R International. The title of the book was Mental Illness in the Workplace? And Beyond, yeah. And so it looks like it's an instruction manual on dealing with mental illness in a corporate setting. Seer Inc., it's a fictional company used in all examples in the book. Um, according to this, it's been used as a fictional... It's just used as a fictional company in this case, Seer Inc. Um, but it's never been, like, a real company. It's just a fictional company. Okay. Which is weird because you have a phone from this company. And... Need you make a sanity because of that. So you're you're like nose to the computer, just like, what the fuck is am I dealing with? You're you're coming up with all this crazy information. Uh <clears throat> it's a forty two, I believe that's a pass. Okay, so you don't you don't get a, yeah, it's a no n- no sand loss there. Okay. And you lucky kid. And then I have a list of entries in the workbook section of the PDF that you okay. come up. All right, just a lot, lots of info dump here, but listen to this. So you'll see things like, Ophelia S. is a secretary for Seer Inc. who has become preoccupied with her home renovation. All discussions are about the renovation, and no discussion at work can pass without her referencing the subject. Her manager reports this behavior. Do you, A, uh, report to, uh, report her to the, um, report her to her manager, B, um, discuss her home renovation with her. C. Offer to help her with her home renovation. Or D. All of the above. Maximo F. is a regional manager for Seer Inc. who has had a psychotic break due to the death of a loved one. He reports to human resources that invisible spiders are infesting his workstation. Do you help him squash the spiders? Report to his manager. Report that you also see the invisible spiders. Uh, D, run away. Abigail W., our regional manager for Seer Inc., fails to show up to work for two weeks. When she finally arrives, she claims to have traveled to a foreign country to marry a king, but her demeanor is disheveled, and many say she is not herself. Should you report this to mental health services? Yes or no? Mark R. is a salesman for Seer Inc., Seer Inc.'s electronics line. Multiple reports from hotel managers indicate he is carrying a porcelain doll with him everywhere he goes and speaks to it when no one else is present. His work does not seem to suffer. Do you? And then there's just a bunch of multiple choice there as well. I need you to make a sanity before I say the next part. I need to make a real life sanity after this. Uh, 92. That's a fail. But having me blow on him. I'm going to use different dice. So this is like hours later uh-huh. after you cracked open the phone and stuff. You take four points of sanity damage. I've been rolling maxes. I'm sorry. As you read. Cameron M. 
Oh. Is a hard worker in public relations for Seer Inc. One day, he begins to talk about how his entire life is actually a giant ongoing play being put on by some unseen supernatural entity like a god. His work ethic continues to shine even though he speaks about this conviction more and more. Do you... And then report to his manager. You know, mm-hmm. multiple, more multiple choice. And so, like, like Cameron M., that kind of messes with a little bit. Do you read your own name? Okay. Um, I think I think at that point I'd probably look up Devin Greenbrier. Okay, Devin Greenbrier. You also would have recognized Abigail because we were given a picture of the the message written in blood. So Abigail will. Probably would have stuck out to you as well because you saw the note. Not like it sticks out to us, but like, oh, yeah, Abigail. I, so I, I would think, like, contextually, Abigail's a pretty common name. I don't know if I would have put that together. Seems like a bright kid, but I guess we were wrong. I, and maybe, maybe I have. I The message while he written was, in blood, though, like... Well, that we okay. saw. Yeah, I could get on board with that. I don't know. It's your character, but... I think seeing my own name probably would have been more of an impact. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I see what you're doing, you son of a bitch. Kevin, I was trying to be a good character this time. <laughs> I was trying to be a good character and not go crazy. It, you're nailing it. This is great. Better than old Marcus being like, you know what? I'm going to take that information, throw it right in the fucking garbage, and summon some demons. <laughs> Were you nervous I was going to try and summon one nah. when you gave me access to it? Well, oh, back then? No, right now. Oh, right now? No. Uh, I'm going to go summon Seer. No, he seems, this guy, this kid seems smarter than Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus so was not smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, the ladies thought that I was going to try and summon, you should have seen the looks on their faces yeah, when you're like, like, go to Demon Web 101. Fucking <laughs> do that. Um, I'm just going to pull up this stuff about Devin Greenbrier real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how how much time would you say have passed? Like, is it a reasonable hour yet? Or are we like into like midnight, one o'clock where it'd be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, these, all these things are taking hours to do really. So it wouldn't be appropriate for me to like knock on their door and be like, hey, you guys might want to come take a look at some of the stuff with me. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's up to them. Would they be up? They might They might get shit sleep, you know? If they we get a knock on up. the door, though, we're fucking there. Yeah. I need to to do a roll to see if I actually get to sleep. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have a sleep disorder. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so do you want... Can I finish the research on Devin? And then when I complete that research, I'm going to come attempt to come knock and talk to you guys. And then you can see if you're asleep. Okay. Just making sure that I've actually told you uh, everything that happened. Um, okay. So, yeah, we can. I think that's it. I think that. I think that's it. There's no. Uh, Nothing big on Devin? No. Just making sure. Yeah, I don't see anything else about Devin Greenbrier other than he wrote this book in 1986. So. Uh, is. Devin Greenbrier, Delta Green. Mm-hmm. I just made up a connection. Do we know? Would I see if he 
was alive or if he wrote I, I'm assuming he didn't write anything else that pertains to what, what I need but is is he alive um that's something that you can't find out can't, like, you're can't not able to find it on the internet or anything whether it doesn't exist lived or died or whatever um I do have a screenshot of it but uh it's not on roll 20 yet so I'll put it out there and then you guys can see the picture of the book itself okay um it's not like important that you see it but we'll yes. add a little spice yeah so I think after I go down those rabbit holes, I would close anything that had to do with looking at them individually. So nothing about Vanessa or Veronica. I'd close all that stuff out. But everything else that I had found, uh, Demon Web 101, uh, I'd have the little vial. Mm-hmm. Do you have a mop? Do I have a mop? Because we're going to shit ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the vial stuff on uh, mental illnesses in the workplace and beyond. Uh, I'd leave all that stuff open and I'm, I'm going to walk over to their room 616 and be like, hmm, that's kind of odd and knock. Okay. And so why don't you make your um, roll and see if you are able to sleep? Nope, I'm awake. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think if you fail, you were trying to sleep but then you woke up in a terror, right? Screaming. Yeah, I think I don't get restful sleep. I think I get, like, nightmares. Yeah, you wake up, like, and you're unable to. And then we have to talk about, like, exhaustion the next day and stuff. But I would say that, like, when he knocks on the door, you're like, <gasps> like, you you wake up from this dream and you're, I would assume, it's, sound asleep. It's going to wake me up, though. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to wake up and be like, huh, what? You get out and they're both in curlers. and <laughs> What do you want, youngin? <laughs> So yeah, you guys would answer the door, I guess. Uh, yeah. What does that look like? I'll I'll get up and get it. Um, always packing. I'll. Uh, <laughs> I knew there was gonna be a gun in my face. Hold the gun. What do you need? No. <laughs> to the fucking door. Well, I would look through the peephole. Oh, it's the kid. Open up. It's a at, little late. What do you need? At that point, I'm gonna sit up. Yeah. Yeah. S- sorry. So. Th- there's some interesting stuff about that phone, and I think you guys probably should come take a look at it. This is refreshing. We have someone cooperating with us. Yeah, he's got a big monster <laughs> energy drink in his hand. Like, I'm gonna step back. Pulling and open an all-nighter. I also have a paper. Playing new metal on the yeah. it's Limp Biscuit, just rocking. <laughs> it's like I have a paper due in about four hours too. He's <laughs> <laughs> just got a package of ramen, like a bowl of ramen too. Typical uh, college kid. The said it was it was that phone yeah so I uh, I opened it up and like a bunch of dirt and rocks and stuff came out of it there's nothing on the inside that would indicate that it's a phone like there's no uh, motherboard there's no chips there's no power it was just a bunch of dirt but I, on the inside of it there was like a like a little vial with a with a green leaf in it there's like a bug on it. I got the vial over in my room. Uh, so why don't you guys just come over to my room and I'll explain everything that I know uh, about this. But I think you guys probably should see it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for letting us know. Of course. It's quite refreshing considering our last partner was a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't tell us Cooter shit. Cooter catching. <laughs> All right. We'll follow you over. Cooter markets, we call them. So uh, obviously the the pile of dirt and rocks is still in my room. Yeah, like I mean, you you were able to close the phone, but then there's some still just sitting on there. Yeah. So I'll explain 
everything that I found out, um, aside from what I looked into about them. Okay. Let's have a montage of your guys' reactions as you. How did you find this site? Google. It was like on the the last page. It's like the, the page nobody goes to. Lord. Can you do me a favor? Sure. Can you stay off of that website, please? Which one? The Demon Web 101. We don't have a good history with that. Oh. It looks exactly the same. You're going to download viruses. It's all (laughs) fake. It's, I mean. No, honey, it's not. I mean, it looks pretty fake. Yeah, that's what we thought, too. Well, I mean, it is what it is. That I don't think that is the most interesting thing that I've found tonight, considering that I opened a phone that we've heard a message from that had we told you nothing, dirt and no, rocks. Nothing is what you think it is when you're dealing with this. We told you. Now it's presenting itself to you. Do you guys have any uh, knowledge of animals or bugs? Would you guys know what kind of bug this is? Maybe you, not me. I suppose I could try to roll to know. So I'll I'll hand... uh, The vial. It was Veronica, right? Yes. Okay, well, take a look at this. What, what, What would you propose that I roll to try to identify this insect, Kevin? Um, that's a good question. Um... I got a like the unnatural. Okay. So I need uh uh science bugs. I don't know <laughs> what's the. I have I, science I, biology. You so. do have biology, sure. Yeah, why don't you roll that? See what that's like. Yeah. I'm gonna have Jesper blowing my dice. I made it by two percent. Add a girl. Okay. All right. Um. Here's what you know about this bug. Nothing. You know nothing because this bug. Start doing some searching. Is unidentified by science. I've. I've never seen anything like this before. So what you know is that nobody knows anything about this because this thing, it's like a new species of bug. Never heard of it. Never seen it. You don't know. But I don't think we should let it out. No, let's keep it in there for now. I ain't let that thing out. You want to eat it? Hungry? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> um... I, w- I want to show them the the PDF of oh okay yeah the book and be like thought this was kind of weird my name showed up or what I think is my name it just says Cameron M show show us where it's at uh, yeah, I'm gonna show you every I'm gonna show you everything all the names okay. all the names everything and once you get around Abigail and Mark I'm like stop 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 and I'm gonna be reading it silently over and over in my head. Old Mike Rourke. Mark Rourke. 
Mark Rourke, but what does the doll mean? What is the... Does he it called say, me doll. Does it say Rourke or does it say R? It says R. 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 We know. Okay. We know. Are these people you know? I wouldn't say no. We don't know them, but uh, we've we've run met in. them once upon a time. Well, I met Mark. Yeah. We didn't meet Ab. Did we meet Abigail? No. 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 But I met Mark in the smoking lounge. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty weird coincidence. That oh. I mean, Mark's a common name, though. It's not a coincidence. Not with Abby's name in there, too. No, not at all. Abby... And what's, what it says, I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't know, but statistically speaking, Mark and Abigail are very common names. So I know that you're very technologically savvy and scientific-minded, but you're going to need to not think that forward when it comes to this. The passage about Abby is exactly what happened to her. The king. King. And I'm going to almost say Carcosa. I'm gonna car- and I'm going to stop. Carcass. Carcass. <laughs> I just said car- And I stop. I don't know. I'm, I mean, it's like, what, two in the morning now? Yeah, um, it's, getting, it's really late, yeah. Yeah. I thought I should share this. I, I found some of the stuff interesting, and we can talk more, but... We- uh, we do appreciate it. We really do. Figured you guys would find some of the stuff interesting. If nothing else, the bug. And uh, if you pick up like the receiver on the phone, it still works. But there's nothing in there. I mean, my backpack still works, so I guess that's not a huge shocker. No. What do you mean backpack? From the last miss- mission that we were on, I have an old-style military walkie-talkie the backpack that used to they carried around in the backpacks was shattered into pieces by the other agent, Marcus and it still works occasionally only when it wants to only when it wants to, but it does I mean, there's probably a good explanation, probably all the components weren't broken and I don't know, I could take a look at that well, explain this phone that's a good point. That's a very good point. But somebody's got to know something about this. We can't be the only one looking at it. Let's put this to bed tonight. We can discuss it on our way to Dorchester in the morning. That's probably the best idea, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You guys want a monster? No, no. We got to... Trust me, you're going to want to get as much rest for your own sanity. Oh, I actually have ADHD, so this calms me. I'm I'm totally kidding. I, I see Kevin's Pop an Adderall like yeah. Tic Tacs. Kevin's over there's like I can give him a disorder. <laughs> sweet, sweet disorder. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So I, I think I'll probably be done with research for the night. And okay. You guys go to bed. Get some sleep. Um, when we get back into our room, we gonna chat. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to the cup against the wall. I I don't think I'm that tight. <laughs> So, flip my TV on and it has like a, a spy cam to your guys' bedroom. <laughs> like, who was in this room before me? I I understand the one for Abigail, but I'm still trying to figure out Mark's. I don't necessarily know if 
Exeter is Delta Green or not. Yeah, he didn't really seem the type. I don't know if I trust him. And giving us... He was the one that gave us that phone. I... It... We need to be careful. Yeah, I agree. Also, that phone... Like, even though we went through what we went through, that's still just boggling to me. It is, but it isn't. I'm... Yeah. We don't know what to expect out of anything where is right your, now. Where is your radio? It's in the room with us. I brought, like, a bigger backpack, and I sh- I have that in, like, with my clothes and stuff. You think we should try it? No, I think it's a waste of time. I fiddled with it for years. It only turns on when it wants to. I think it's interesting that you don't trust uh, Ex- Exeter. Agent Exeter. Well, after observing him and whatever he put in his mouth and the crinkling and the sweating and then he's the Motor one that oil? gave us that phone like well, it it's just, it's kind of interesting that you uh you you, you did you did your due diligence and were really smart about it you surveilled you were able to write down his like license plate number make of his car you have information on him you know you, you, weirdly enough you know that he's like must be some kind of state police agent or something based on his license plate alone mm-hmm. so you have information on him too so we should have we should have the kid look into Exeter. Yeah. Yeah, let's worry about that tomorrow though. You need to try and get some sleep. I feel like you're not gonna be able to. Oh. It is what it is, my friend. It is what it is. Why don't you get some rest? You need me just right here. Alright, it's all uh per usual we'll uh yep, we'll real time sleep. Oh, thank God. Me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have lots of callbacks to season one. This is great. We did that same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Sun rolls in. Now what? I'll wake Veronica up at seven. Go knock on his door. Get everybody up and moving. Get some breakfast and... We're going to need a car. Brandgert. Yeah, that's another thing. Brandgert. Brandgert. Yes. My favorite. Uh, They didn't really offer us resources, did they? No, they didn't. Phone. Just the phone. That's it. I mean, it says if you need anything, star 616, baby. You want a Uber? <laughs> Ooh, let's get a Uber. <laughs> well, I mean... He did say if we need anything to to call 616. Let's not. I drove. Call him. I drove across country. To- did you drive? I flew. Okay. Well, if you want to drive. <sighs> Might as well. Over to Dorchester. Are you doing the Dorchester? But you said you were going to tell him to do some research. What's, what's I, I just need to know where. Let's go to Dorchester. We'll talk. Yeah, that's our main. Okay. Priority right now. Going to Dorchester. So we gotta wake up the kid. He's probably face first in the some brand Gert. <laughs> it's fruity pebbles. <laughs> this morning during I- the trip, I have something that I want to do. Okay, but once we get there. Okay. 
You know why we can't trust Exeter? He's not as sexy. Right. That's the first thing. When I woke up this morning, she says, you know what I don't like about our new handler? Not as sexy as the old handler, Marcus. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> He's not jamming out to gangster's paradise. He's sweaty. He stinks. <laughs> he smells really bad. Now it's in the club. He's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Okay. Um. You make your way to the Dorchester house. So we're we're all in the car. We're all, we're all in the car now. Yeah. Okay. While we're in the car, I want to try to remotely access their their phones <laughs> to use it for tracking purposes. I thought you said you were going to be a likable character um. this time. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's probably a sigint, I would think. Um, maybe. Uh, heck. Uh, let me let me look at the skills you have real quick. I want to make sure. For for the purposes of their their communication is making me very nervous mm-hmm. that they've lost one partner already, mm. and so like rather than saying, "Hey, can you share your location with me?" I just kind of want to know where everybody is at all the t- all the time. Okay, so you want to like turn on their their yeah, location services so I can have access so I can just like see on their phone remotely do that. Okay. Yeah. Um say it's either going to be an int times 5, a computer science or like a yeah. Yeah, do a computer science. Thank you. <laughs> That's the best score. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm using different dice. I haven't actually Making a cult. I want to hack into their phones using some demon shit. The I invoke the bornless one. <laughs> hack their phones. <laughs> uh, that's a pass. Pass. Okay. So you're able to get their password. It's like password one, two, three on their phone. Baloney one. <laughs> you're able to log into there and turn on their location services, give yourself access. Just tell them, you guys should really change your passwords. <laughs> what? Nothing. You should not use password one, two, three. It's a, I didn't kill Louis Post. <laughs> or no. Was yeah, it Louis Thomas Post? Manuel. Thomas Manuel. Thomas Manuel, yeah. Thomas, Thomas Manuel. We did kill Louis Post, though. <laughs> we killed everybody. everyone. Everyone. Uh, but yeah, I, I, ju- I just want to know where my team is at okay. all times. Yeah, you're able to do that somehow. I just kind of, I envision you two in the front seat, me sitting in the back seat, just kind of. In the car seat. (laughs) My legs swinging. (laughs) Where are we going, moms? (laughs) Squeeze his little butt in there. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah, so you're able to, you know, you're able to be like, okay, well, now you know where they are if they're going to, okay, it's handy. Um, Maybe he'll save us. Last season, I, I had talked to you like, you guys should invest in beepers or something. So, like for in the nineties, you know, we can just be like nine one one, get over to the McAllister building. That's what life alerts that. for? Yeah, Help everybody, the everybody, get a life alert. Up. They all have their those two have their necklaces that yeah. are just like hanging and check my button. medical bracelet. <laughs> oh my god, we're not that old. <laughs> we're hip. We do Pilates. No, you mean you have a bad hip. We do Pilates You're- to try to negate the bad hips. You guys both have those remotes with the huge numbers on them, you know, for, like, the huge numbers on We're them. We're not that old. <laughs> You're not that old. Oh. I crochet with knives, damn you. Um, uh, also, also, while we're driving, I want to, like, just uh, 
not too deep, but do like a search on my phone about uh, the Dorchester house and kind of okay. see what. Yeah. Just some background information about this kind of this research time I'm that not I, the researcher. I wanted you to do this kind of research back when, uh, back last season. Nobody wanted to do it. Uh, I beg to differ. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were on research duty. Her For access like to the research two. was different. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now I can. We can all pull it up. You know, touch of a button. She, she had to go to through archives <laughs> yeah. and the library, and dusty the city newspapers. Hall and, mm-hmm. Yeah. She put in some work. If you'd like have an made us, and a half. yeah, if you'd have made us time travelers to have cell phones, we could have done the same research. Yep. All right, so you're going to do a little bit of a little bit of research on uh, the Dorchester, Dorchester House, okay? So a Google search will bring up the Dorchester House homepage mm-hmm. and its mission statement. Um, so the Dorchester House is a fully accredited psychiatric facility that focuses on the treatment of violent mental illness. It focuses on patients in high-risk groups such as military veterans, medical field, law enforcement, and fire and rescue. Um, it was founded in 1989 by Dr. Richard Dallin with a grant from the St. Dymphna Foundation. How do you spell that? D-Y-M-P-H-N-A. Dorchester House is self-funded and its reputation is sterling. Um, okay, and then uh, from there, like you know, there's other off-links to like Dr. Dallin. Um, do you want to look? Do you want to pull yeah. some more information about that too? Yeah, I just I want to kind of follow that rabbit hole too. Yeah, yeah um, Dr. Dallin. Uh, He's easily found online um, and in psychiatric journals. He's um, published dozens of articles on PTSD in the military and first responders. Um, you see some social media accounts. shows a big burly man in suspenders um, with an uneven smile enjoying life in Boston. And apparently he's a lifelong bachelor. Never married. What would you say his uh, voice sounds like? What? Well, you're, you'll meet him. Oh, good. It'll probably Can't be like, wait to hear this accent. Yeah, it'll just be me. Uh, me going, hey, park it in the garage. <laughs> do, he, um, do he lose his khakis? What? Oh, <laughs> Sorry. bad joke. Uh, and uh, yeah, so he, he comes up under his social media, um, Richard Forrest Dallin. Richard Forrest Dallin. Yeah. F O R I E S. Um. So I want to do a, a like a cursory search of like the news section, and s- while they might have a sterling reputation, just to see if they've had any bad press or we 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 know that there's a couple people that have gone missing out of there. But prior to those three, was there anybody or any cases of abuse or anything missing? Any people missing? That type of thing. Is this is this their first instance? Um, this is. I think that. Yeah, you would you wouldn't find any like, you know, missing patient goes on a spree kind of crazy stuff, you know. Um, yeah, there's not much in the news about like it. Sometimes it'll be like this so and so has been committed. Um, you know, you you read about um, some like one one of the news things that pops up that seems to consistently pop up is about a particular guy. He, lots of uh, press. For this particular person, um, Ed Myler Wist, uh, and the words "poor little rich boy murders" 
are coming up under him and that he is currently residing in the Dorchester house. But because of all that press from that, he uh, apparently this guy in 2010 murdered uh, his father, mother, and sister with a shotgun in 2010 on his 16th birthday. Um, and so he has an obscene amount of wealth and it was a very public trial. So that's why they call it the poor little rich boy murders in the press. Um, and so the state of California convicted Wist of murder, um, but he successfully pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. And um, the family trust selected the Dorchester house as Wist's new home. And they persuaded the California courts to uh, send him there. Uh, so I'm, I'll speak up in the car. Hey, so I'm, I'm just kind of looking while we're while we're driving here in the the only thing that really pops up about this place is that it has a sterling reputation and um, this is kind of the first instance they've ever had of something going wrong in uh, in their facility the only other new stuff I can find is about this Ed Myler Wist did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, they're calling him the, the poor little rich boy murderer apparently he murdered his family with a shotgun on his 16th birthday but and he resides there. But other than this, this place... Nothing of note. Looks like a stand-up psychiatric hospital. Well, the handler did say that they didn't report the missing people to police, so this could be common practice that they don't report things either. They try and they to have, handle di- they have them ties in-house. to Delta Green, too, so maybe they're, maybe they're secretive. Yeah. This is where they store all their kooks. For one that they drive insane. All right. So you did some research into the place, and then I guess eventually you're going to make your way there and you pull up to the gate. Um, so there is a... I'll tell you a little bit about the place, what it looks like in particular. It's at 48 Norwood Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02122. Um, oh, a little bit of history, actually, uh, that you're also able to, also able to find. Um, that it was in uh, a boys' school um, built by the Boston Catholic Archdiocese in 1912. Uh, the school closed in 1944. The uh, building was maintained by the Archdiocese but remained empty until 1955 when the South Wing was converted into the Clam Point Gymnasium. Gymna- the gym operated for 10 years after it closed in 1966. The building was briefly... Previ- briefly run as a public recreation center called the Dorchester House School, and then it closed again in 1969. Uh, this is like the full history. You're able, you're just reading this in the car on the way there. Uh, building remained empty and fell into disrepair until 1986, when it was purchased by the Dallin Company with cash provided by the St. Dinfina Foundation. Three years of renovations followed. It opened in 1989 as the Dorchester House psych- Psychiatric Facility Private Hospital. Uh, its mission is to study, assist, and treat those suffering from violence-related mental illness, specializes in psychotic behavior, stemming from PTSD. Um, and, um... Yeah. Could have been our home. Still could. Uh, so, Dorchester House, 17,000 square feet. It's That's a three-story three E-shaped building located in the Clam Point neighborhood of Boston next to Interstate 93. This is where I, this is what I was trying to find. I was trying to find this building. 
uh, yesterday I mentioned, uh, or the other day, I mentioned that uh, I was trying to find it on Google Earth so I could be like, where is this building? Um, and uh, it's west of the Dorchester Shores Reservation, a dog park that was once a landfill. Little, little fun little knowledge. Um, the building is surrounded by an attractive wrought iron fence, fence with inverted hooks to prevent climbing, cameras, and motion sensors on the, on the outer grounds. So there's... It's, it's pretty well secure. So there's two entrances. There's a driveway that winds up to a gatehouse and the main house. And then um, you can see there's a loading dock and a rear, like a utility entrance for trucks and whatnot. And so um, you guys would have to arrive after 10 a.m. because that's when the gatehouse is manned. Um, that's what you'd also find. Like, well, they don't open until 10, basically. And um, so you guys would make your way there, talk to the one of the guards at the gate, right? Yeah, bef- before right before we do that, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, like, we have a meeting with this guy, but he has no reason to give us any information. We're not police. We're not... He's a friendly, though. Is that going to be enough for him to give us all of his access? I mean, I can Could try be. and get in remotely. <laughs> if not, we'll... Uh... Let's try this way first. If we get any pushback, then we'll persuade him. Maybe he likes boys. We're not talking about that kind of (laughs) persuasion. Let's just get in the door and see what they have to say before we start. All right, you guys run the show. I'm just along for the ride. Okay, so you tell the guards, Hey, what you doing over here? I would lean across. Sorry. I would lean across Veronica and say, yeah, we're supposed to be meeting with uh, the director, Dr. Dallin. Okay. Um, all right. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, expecting you, apparently. So, uh, head on in. All right. And so you're able to drive past the gate. And as we're driving, I'm going to go, shit, we don't have any badges. We're just going to have to go by our wits, wits, I guess. Yeah, we weren't given much this time, were we? I didn't even think about that until we got here. You didn't happen to save your FBI credentials, did you? Didn't. Me neither. You guys had FBI credentials? We did. Right on. So guys get out, go in, and at the front, see a woman at the front desk, and she looks like this, bring it over 20, and you guys can see what she looks like, but while she's, so she comes around and she says, um, she looks up as you guys walk in and she says, Well, hello. Uh, how can I help you? Hi, I'm Vanessa Michelson. These are my compa- companions. I guess my Ron- traveling companions. Veronica co-workers. Carter. Uh, we were told by our boss that we were supposed to meet with the director. Should be expecting us. Oh, yes. Um, you're here to meet with uh, Dr. Dallin. Yes, ma'am. Does she okay. have, like, a nameplate? 
Uh, yeah, her name is uh, Gail Houston. She has a badge. You can see Gail Houston, and I've I've put her up there. Um, she goes, okay, yeah, I'll let him know you're here. And so, you know, as as you're sitting there, you're on the first floor. You see some people walking by. Uh, you see orderlies, um, and you see some patients walking by as well. Um, nurses, things like that. Um, people pushing, like, it's a pretty busy place. There's, um, you know, there's a lot to do. Like, there's, you know, um, they're, they're getting, you know, finishing up breakfast. People are go- making their way to uh, rec rooms and things like that and other therapy uh, rooms and things like that. So um, you're just kind of sitting there waiting and... You. Do they have Brangert? They have loaded with Brangert. Just Brangert and pudding. That's all that's here. I could live here. It's because Brangert and pudding are the safest of foods. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um, sorry. She uh, she says, um. All right, if you'll just make your way down to the uh, elevator there, uh, it'll take you up to the third floor. You should see, um, just follow the arrows, you'll find Dr. Dallin's office pretty quickly. And uh, here, um, here, I'll give you guys all badges so that you can make your way. Um, this will allow you access, so if you come across any locked doors, um, you have uh, entry-level access. Perfect, thank you. Much appreciated. You guys make your way up to the third floor, Dr. Dallin's office. Is there Wi-Fi here? Are you asking Gail Houston? No. Oh. I'm asking Handler. Yeah, there would be Wi-Fi. Okay. There would be, like, a... It's it's pretty, like, um... Like, um... Uh, High tech? It's it's cordoned off, so so not every... It, there's no, like, guest Wi-Fi is what I'm trying to say. There's, but so I can you, see you can networks. See, yeah, Dorchester Network and things like that. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Um, and you guys make your way to the hotel? Or... Ooh, is that telling? Somebody slap me. Uh, <laughs> make your way to the elevator. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hit three, go up to the third floor, step out, and... You recognize right away, you see Ed Myler West just standing there. And well, he would recognize not he, he's, he's He's in the hallway. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's actually, well, let's say it like this. You come out of the elevator and you go down and you follow some arrows and you find, you find Dr. Dallin's office and out comes Ed Myler West. So as you're waiting outside of his off, uh, outside of his door, you see um, Ed Myler West coming out of his office. And uh, he looks at you. And then he looks at you. And you. And he goes, kind of, eyes kind of really big when he sees you and you. And um, he comes up to you and he goes, excuse me. And he walks around and as he walks by you, he slips something into the palm of your hand, a piece of paper. 
and then he keeps walking. Fade to black. And we'll find out what happens on the next episode of the Doom Vision Podcast. <laughs>